There was this jail cell between me and God. Before salvation, this is the situation that we were in. Okay? Now here's what I believe. I believe most of us, everyone in the room. Here's the first part. Sin separated us from God. Everybody say, sin separated me from God. Okay, you've heard that preached, yeah? You've heard, it, you've heard it preached this weekend. Sin did absolutely separate you from God. There was a division here before Jesus died. The purpose of Jesus coming to die was so that this could be unlocked and I could walk free. So now there's no longer anything separating me from Jesus. There was no longer anything separating me from a relationship with him. Because in the Garden of Eden, when sin happened, what it destroyed was relationship. It or destroyed our access to him. All right, you've heard it several times. The enemy only comes to? Okay, say it again. All right, one more time. Okay, would you hang out with a friend that only steals, kills, and destroys everything you got? No, we would not. So Jesus, okay, here's what, here's what he did. I need us to get this foundation before we move on. Jesus says, I love my people so much and I want a relationship with them that I will lay down my life. I will take a beating. I will take the sin of all of the world on me so that the thief would no longer be able to keep them from relationship with me. That's how much he loved you. Okay, so my, my first thing here that I want us to see is really not point number one because I didn't actually point them out tonight. I know that's weird. But here's what happens. Jesus thought this was gonna be so destructive to our lives that it was worth him laying down his life so that you could get away from it. So that you could be free from it. Okay? So we understand this is salvation, correct? All right, let's read a couple scriptures. What do you think? Few of you want to read your Bible. Garrett did such a good job preaching on it. I thought more of you would want to read it tonight. So let's go to Joshua 24, 15. Does anybody know that verse? It's literally on all of your t-shirts. That's where you've heard it before. You're like, oh, that's familiar. I feel like I should know what that scripture says. Okay, Joshua 24, 15. Oh man, you guys are failing already. The Lord, choose. All right, and if it seems, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Okay, here's the part I like in there. It says, choose for yourselves when? Which day? Tomorrow? Yesterday. Last year at RBC. Next year at RBC. When I get around to it. This day. Choose for yourselves when? Today. This day. Did you know that when you read your Bible tomorrow, the words won't change to choose for yourselves yesterday? I tried it. I've read it every day this week, and every day it says this day. This is crazy thing. I had no clue that my Bible would do that. I really thought that like once it's said it, it's done said. And when I go back, it just refers to past tense. 
When you read it, maybe we should read it again because it's been a few minutes, okay? <laughs> Choose for yourselves. You're not even reading your Bible. How do you know what it says? All right. Choose for yourselves. Lucy, is that what your Bible says? All right, this day. So does that mean that every single day we choose who we're going to serve? Every single day. Okay, wait. But we just said we were here, but then I received Jesus. And when I received Jesus, I feel like that's choosing to serve him. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, fair point. I said, I would like to receive Jesus. Is that choosing Jesus? Yes. Okay, so now I've chosen Jesus and I'm outside of here. But my Bible still says, when? This day. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. Yes, we make the initial choice for salvation here. And then I'm free from what was holding me captive and keeping me from a relationship with God. But then this day, I still have to choose Jesus. And this day, I still have to choose Jesus. And this day, I still have to choose Jesus. And this day, you guys catching on? Because we live the opposite. We live, I, I was here and I chose Jesus. And since I chose Jesus, I can live however I want this day because that day I chose Jesus. Hmm. Let's read some more scriptures. All right, let's read Romans 8, 2. We were melting. Good job, good job. Cooling puddles of water the first couple times. And now we're cooling off, so we'll be bouncing ice cubes in no time. All right, Romans 8, 2. That's where we're headed. Good job. And we're pretty much going to live in Romans tonight. I'm going to refer to a couple other ones, but we're going to live here. For the law of the spirit of life in who? Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So it's made me free from the law of sin and death. So because of what Jesus did, because I accepted Jesus, I'm now free from a life over here. Are we rolling? Everybody on the same page, okay? When we receive Jesus, the Bible says that when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be safe, okay? But then here's what happened. We believe in our heart, but now... I walk out my salvation trying to confess it in my mouth and having a different abundance in my heart. So it's opposite of what we just did with salvation. So now I'm trying to maintain salvation with my lips. And the Bible says that they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Why? Because we forgot to choose Jesus in our hearts every day, this day, this day. So now I easily, it's easy to say, I mean, you guys sing the song, I am a... Yeah, a Christian. We can be a child of God. I am a C. I am a... I hear ABCs and the armor of God. I think this is going well. I hear over here like child of God and C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N and the got the shield of faith. 
<laughs> all right. That's all right. That's really good. But where I'm going with I'm a Christian, very easy for us to say I'm a Christian. How'd you, how'd you serve Jesus today? How'd you choose Jesus today? How'd you choose Jesus today? See, we have to live where choosing Jesus becomes the abundance of our heart and not just the abundance of our mouth. That's the difference. Because otherwise, anybody can say lots of really cool things. But our hearts aren't actually connected to our Father. Okay, and then we'll live a life separated from Him. That's not choosing Him. When we choose Him every day, that means, God, I choose to believe you today. I choose to have an abundance of you in my heart this day, not just that day. Okay, we good so far? We're keeping up? Yeah? All right. Let's read. Let's go a page back, and we're going to read Romans 6.6. 6. It's going to get really fun in a minute, but I got to set the stage. Knowing this, that our old man, who's our old man? Everybody say that guy. All right, so that guy's our old man. So that guy over there, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Who's him? Okay, good job. That the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. No longer be slaves to sin. My title tonight is Choose Your Master. Because we choose which day? This day. So every day I get to declare who my master is. So this says that it is an option for me to be a slave to sin, which means it is an option for sin to be my master. That seems dangerous. Like none of us would choose that, right? Anybody wake up today and go, I choose sin. No one did that. Okay, but I'm going to show you how the enemy is going to show us an appearance of how we can choose sin without knowing we chose sin. And the way that we choose sin is by not choosing him. When we choose him, we can't choose sin over here. But if I don't choose him, there's only one other option. There's not, well, it's just not sin. That's our option. No such thing. And I'm going to give those a name in just a minute, but I got to keep reading here. All right. So it's more than receiving now. We must live in it. All right. Let's read Romans 6, 15 through 23. But here's what I'm going to do. This is where I need you to put your listening ears on because I'm going to read the next few verses in the message translation because I think it's hilarious. Okay? I was cracking up in the trailer when I was studying. All right, so we're going to read 615. That's where we're going to start reading. If I could get my Bible over there, give me a second. Okay. Okay, so listen close, and it's okay to giggle because there's some funny parts in here. So since we're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Fair question. Jesus set us free, did he not? What's freedom? So now, Jesus has set me free. So are you free to live however you want? Oh, that's a trick question. I'll let you ponder that. We'll answer it later. Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. All right. If I drive really fast down the road in freedom and then I go to jail, it destroyed my freedom. Fair enough? All right. 
Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. That's looking up. Never quits. Are we seeing the comparison? Okay, but we still choose which day? This day. All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master. One whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can readily recall, can't you, how at one time you did whatever you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different is it now as you live in God's freedom? Your lives healed and expansive in holiness. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What do you get out of it? Nothing that you're proud of now. Where did it get you? A dead end. Okay, I love how it says that. Absolutely love it. So the enemy comes to do what? Okay, so I've been set free from sin. This is where this is going to start all coming back together. I've been set free from sin, right? I received Jesus. I'm set free. But then every single day I have to choose what? Choose my master. Very good job. So I get the option to choose my master every day. Okay, I've been set free from sin. Everybody say that. I've been, I'm a Christian. I can live any way I want. And the wages of sin are no longer death because I've been set free. Hmm. But we live like we do. We live that I've been set free and now I can live anywhere I want because the blood of Jesus covers it. I can talk how I want. I can drink what I want. I can smoke what I want. I can watch what I want. I can be with who I want. I can cross whatever lines I want because I'm a Christian. And for some reason we think that because we're a Christian, sin no longer has an effect on us. We've been set free. The wages of sin on this side of that jail are exactly the same as in that jail. But I think that there's a bigger difference. Do you want to know why? Can anybody tell me where the devil tempted Adam and Eve? In the Garden of Eden. Do you find that interesting? Like he knew that was the place that God created for them. Like he didn't want to wait till they got out sometime. Like when Eve maybe walked out of the garden one day, then he wanted to talk to her. Do you find it interesting that it was in the Garden of Eden that Satan tempted her? So when Jesus died, he restored Eden, right? So when you're in jail, he doesn't actually care to tempt you. Because you're already his. When you step out of jail into Eden, that's when the enemy wants to tempt us. So we think because I'm a Christian and I'm no longer in jail, that I'm safe from the enemy tempting me. That's for the people over there. Adam and Eve aren't Christians. He, he did it in the garden. Why? So that he could separate them from God. So that he could bring sin into the world. And he wants to do the same thing to us. When we're in here, he's like, cool, I already got you. When you're out here, his goal is to keep you from a relationship with God, is to keep you from righteousness, is to keep you in deception. So then when we're out here, all he's got to do is go, hey, hey, just choose sin today. It'll be all right. You're a Christian. You can do what you want. You're a Christian. You're a Christian. You can live how you want. 
you're a Christian. What did he, what did he tell Eve? If you just eat this, you'll be, excuse me, you'll be like God. If you'll just try this, Riley, it won't actually affect you. Rach, a little bit. It's not a big deal. It's really fine. He comes to what? So it does not matter how pretty that package is wrapped. It's still going to still kill and destroy. He does not play nice. He acts nice so that he can get us over back here. So that he can get us. And that's where we're going next. Do you think you could bring me Frida? So our two masters that we were talking about, one of them is our purpose master. The other is our puppet master. I need you to meet my friend Frida. Everybody say hi, Frida. Hi. Master for just a Okay, this is my who choose which day? This day. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, right? Okay, here's what he wants to do, is he wants to be our puppet master. And here's why. We have this appearance of this cute little cuddly thing. Sometimes it freaks people out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you freak people out. Sometimes you don't. Okay? So we're a lot like this puppet. It freaks her out. She would rather cuddle it. Britley likes to insert her head into Frida's mouth, like so. Okay? So Frida! This is what a puppet master wants to do with our life is that he wants to take us and give us an appearance that isn't real. He wants to give us an appearance that's outside the purpose that God's created us to have. So what he wants to do, Satan wants to make you look like a perfect Christian. He wants you to. He wants you to talk right. He wants you to act right. He wants you to fake it, thinking that you're making it, but that's actually a fake quote. Okay? He wants you, he's going to help you with this appearance. But what's he doing inside of you? Stealing, killing, and destroying, right? So he here to become his puppet. Riley, I need you to tell me what Frida's saying right now. Whatever you want, it really doesn't matter. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> Hi question mark <laughs> uh, Jesus loves you <laughs> huh um, it's not sin <laughs> I like it I like it she's a devil puppet it's true okay did you see that Frida's Perfect appearance was fine, but her words changed. <laughs> She's Jesus loving you and then tempting you into sin. She's definitely a devil puppet, okay? Her words changed based on who was allowed to speak through her. Did you see that? Okay, Satan wants to set up an appearance for our life, and then he wants our words to change based on who we're around. But you want to know where the real problem is taking place in here? The hand that's in her head. My, whose hand her head to make her talk? The Bible says to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what God's word says. So the enemy wants to do the opposite, right? He says, no, don't, remove, don't renew your mind. 
Let me keep my hand in your head so that no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, you speak like where you're at. But you still look like a puppet, freaking some people out and loving others, okay? We still have this appearance, right? Okay, so this is the outer appearance that Satan wants us to have. But do you want to know what's going on on the inside? I want to show you. Can I have my volunteer come up here? Okay, we're going to read something when my volunteer's coming up here. I'm going to read. Again, in the message, we're going to keep going, but I'm going to read in chapter 7. And I'm going to go first 14. Again, just listen because it's hilarious, okay? I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? I'm full of myself. After all, I've spent a long time in sin's prison. We've been over here before Jesus, right? I received Jesus and now I'm out here. And what do you I know, I know what God chooses, but for some reason I just can't do it. And we're going to see. We're going to keep reading here, Okay. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way and then I act another. Anybody else feel that way? You wake up in the morning and you're like, I am not going to mess up today. And then 10 seconds goes by. And you're like, I mean, this day, today, I'm going to start over and I am not going to disobey my parents. And then, don't you know that that's the day they give you the most God-awful task? All the other days, it was fine. But on the day that you were going to obey them, then you got this task that you're like, excellent. The enemy is working through my parents. And then you're checking your room for bugs because you think they can hear your prayers, okay? So that's what he says, okay? So I, I decide one way, but then I act another. Doing things I absolutely despise. Anybody do things that you absolutely hate? Okay. How many of you, and I do this because on the occasional time that I disagree with my husband, very occasional, like once since we've been married, that one time, okay, no, it happens more than that, but times I, I definitely shouldn't do this, and then I do it. I know the right thing to do. Anybody else, or am I the only one that struggles with that? Okay. Oh, Tell's got two hands up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Poor Lacey. <laughs> Pray for Lacey tonight. Okay. So <laughs> we, want, we don't want to do these things. Now we're doing the things we hate. Why does that happen? I don't know. Let's keep reading. Surely there's an answer in this book. Okay. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. <laughs> Isn't this hilarious? I love this. But I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. Is anybody like, amen, this is the book for me? Okay, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. 
I decide to not do bad, but then I do it anyway. You guys did not know that the Bible was going to be that reflective of your moment, did you? Ellie, yes, that's the book for me. I said, you guys, are, we all sang the same song that time. I'm so proud of you. Okay? Except for I teach in children's ministry. That's where I mostly live. So then I'm like, B, do it forwards, do it backwards, do it forwards. <laughs> all right. I would play the video for you, but we've got to figure out what's going on with our insides. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me, and it gets the better of me every time. <laughs> okay, I need to clarify. This is a spiritual condition, not a physical. So something going wrong deep within you that gets the better of you every time is not your time on the toilet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. Brandon was like, amen. Okay, it's, this is spiritual, not physical. Okay, the food's been good this week. It happens to me so regularly, still not talking about the toilet. <laughs> we have made progress. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. All right. Parts of me covertly rebel. And when I least expect it, sin just takes charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? <sighs> so, it's like we've been in therapy for a little bit, right? All right. So what we know is that we're not alone because if it's in the Bible, most of us are going through the same thing. I'm trying to do right and then I do wrong and then sin trips me up. And no matter how hard I try, something deep within me gets the better of me every time, right? He's told us we have our pretty puppet. We don't have to actually choose him every single day. So now we have this appearance that Satan has helped us build, right? Here's what's happening behind the scenes. Where's my string? There's my string. All of them. Behind the scenes, this is what's really taking place. Come, come, Cutter. All right. This is what's actually taking place. So when we feel like, man, I really am trying to do the right, Brennan's smiling, like what is next? Is Cutter going to die this day? <laughs> Cutter, have you chosen who you're serving today just in case? Okay, we know he's going to safe places, greener pastures on the other side. Okay, do you have life insurance? Of all the children in the room that should have life insurance, Dusty. All right. Okay, so here's what the enemy does. Is the enemy, every time we don't choose God, step forward. Not on my strings. There you go. Okay just something simple that he wanted to do, right? Just something simple. Just that one thing, Cutter. Just that one little thing. It's fine, really. But then Cutter's like, it was fine, really. And I chose Jesus that one day. And so now I don't have to choose him every day, but see, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. He's a Christian. 
So sin doesn't actually have an effect on him anymore, right? No, everybody say no, 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 okay. The wages of sin are still death, okay? All right, so then Cutter doesn't choose Jesus another day. Okay, but let me just clarify. If we're not choosing Jesus, we're choosing? Okay, I just wanna make sure we're on the same page. What a guy. What a day to be alive. Another time. Right. Like, I'm, I'm. I'm mostly a good person. Mostly. He's mostly a good person. But there's something going wrong deep within him and it gets the better of him every time. Okay. So then. So then he's there, but it's fine. Cut her, like. Wobble for us, so we know you're still free. He's still free, okay? He's still free. Cutter is still 100% free to live how he wants, right? He's been set free. He's not in jail. And he has this beautiful appearance like our puppet. It's pretty. And he's a Christian, so it's fine, okay? But then he goes another day because he's like, I mean, I, I don't know what's attached. <laughs> all right. <laughs> They're all going to the same place. It'll be fine. All right. So then there's another day that he's like, I know the right thing, but I didn't choose Jesus, so I chose? Okay. Which this is fine. But then there's this moment when things get hard. And then there's this moment when Cutter really actually needs to make the right decision with this hand. So Cutter's going to make a decision with this hand, and he can't do it, right? He's stuck. But then he tries to do the same thing over here, and he tries to do the same thing over here. But what has happened? Cutter's a Christian in appearance, but really, he's just Satan's puppet. Because we've been serving the puppet master and not our purpose master. Because we choose when? This day. So now, Cutter has become a puppet. And no matter what Cutter wants to do, sin gets him stuck. And gets him stuck. And gets him stuck. And gets him stuck. And he's free to do whatever sinful things he desires to do. Wave at the crowd. Here we go. If that's a sinful thing, he's allowed to do it. But wanted to praise Jesus with that same hand because now he's Satan's puppet. But I mean, in the right crowd, by all means, keep your holy appearance. Oh, chains and all. Why? Because Satan's okay with our appearance. But behind the scenes, if Cutter wanted to actually worship, if Cutter wanted to actually be in the word, if Cutter wanted to actually make the right decision, if Cutter got in a situation where he had to choose, do I cross my boundary, do I not? Do I honor or do I not? He's Satan's puppet. And he's going to do whatever sin has hold of him to do. So then it gets harder and harder and harder and harder to do the right thing. And we know the right thing, and we don't understand why we keep going backwards. And we, why? Because this day, we didn't choose this. 
This day, we day choose Jesus. This day, I chose Jesus. But since then, I got strings tied everywhere. And now I'm just a puppet. Guys, the enemy only comes to what? To still kill and destroy. Okay? He only comes to still to kill and destroy. That's the only reason that he comes into existence. It's the only reason that he comes into your life. He is not out to make your life better. There is nothing about this that makes your life better. Okay, let's keep reading. We got another scripture. Cutter, just, just sit tight. You look real great. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30, 19. Oh, you're fine. You're in, you're in church. You can have an appearance. All right. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and your descendants may live. Think that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I have set before you what? Life and Blessing and therefore choose what? Life. Therefore choose life. Because the enemy has no life for you. He wants to make it look like life, okay? But it's not life. He wants to make it look like he's given you something great. He wants to make it look like you can get away without choosing Jesus every single day and still get to the purpose and the plan that God has for you. He's out to sabotage it. He's out to steal it, and he's out to uh, destroy it. He is not out to let you get to God's purposes. Guys, it's an easy, 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 easy deception that he wants to give us. And it's easy to fall into, and it's a trap to fall into, and us are not for our good. The traps, when he says, a little bit won't hurt, a little bit is okay. It's all right just this time. It's all right just that time. It's only a little line that we're crossing. It's only a little bit of sin. There's no such thing. A little bit is always a lot. But here's what he done. Now, what separated us from God, for, from God once before, well, I don't know. That looks pretty cool, right? So this used to separate us from God. This is what's going on behind the scenes. We're, we're tied up here. We used to at least be able to access God, right? But here's what the enemy wants to do, is that he wants to use the very thing that God set us free from to give. So you were set free from sin. You were set free from the effects of the enemy, right? But now... Since we're a puppet, since we forgot to choose Jesus this day and this day and this day, he's lured us back into the thing that Jesus took on our behalf on the cross. Now we're lured right back into sin. We see it as because I got a cool appearance and I can make everybody laugh. And now I can fit in with anybody and I can wave at everybody and everybody likes to see me and I can perform so we're okay with this. But guys, this is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place because all this is, is bringing you right back to the place that Jesus had set you free, that he died to set you free. But because a little bit of sin here and a little bit of sin here and a little bit of sin here is okay, 
We went right back to the place we started and now we're just a puppet for the enemy. Why? Because then people wanna come hang out with us and people wanna come hang out with our Christian appearance because this doesn't look like a jail cell. This looks like a platform. This looks like a stage that I could show you who I am and how cool I am and all of these things that I can do because sin doesn't affect me. I can still look at, like I can still be a Christian. But what's happened? We're leading people and leading people and leading people. And when it comes time for us to really be who God's created us to be, suddenly this is revealed and we have no I'm gonna rip down the whole thing and it's gonna be a good time. And there's no way to hide who we really are and we realize all that's really going on behind the scenes and how many people are controlling our life. Do you guys realize that? So now, you thought it was just a puppet, like you thought she was alive. I know all of you were like, that thing is weird, okay? No. There's all kinds of people controlling this appearance that looks like a stage, but now it's actually just the same jail cell that we started in. We want to go in the scenes. We have a puppet to do, and we're still stuck right here where we started. And there's more people controlling our life than what we ever wanted. And there's more voices talking through our mouth than what we ever wanted. And we have more influence in our life. Why? Because just this one day I didn't choose Jesus. And this this one day I didn't choose Jesus. Can you guys clap for all of my people? Good job, guys. You're a good cutter. Just don't tear everything down with you on your way out. Be free. Whom the sun sets free is. Free indeed. <laughs> All right. All right. I know that's a funny and a silly illustration, but guys, it's very serious because now we're going to keep reading in Romans. And here's what it says after that. Where we left it is who can actually help me, right? Because now I found out what's really going on. And I found out that there are too many voices and too many people that are having an influence in my life. I found out that I've got an appearance and I've got nothing to back it up. I found out who I really am. I found out the stage that the enemy has set up for me to walk in and to live in. And it's a long way from the purpose that God has for me. And that's where we're at. Here's what it says. The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all of my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin and do something totally different. With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal, of brutal tyranny in the hands of sin and death. So because Jesus stepped in, Choosing this master, choosing the puppet master, no longer has an effect. But just because Jesus stepped in the room doesn't mean it actually changed my condition here because I'm the one that asked the choice. 
Everybody say, I have the choice. So when we were reading that, and we go, man, I want to do the right thing, but I feel like I do the wrong thing. And I know the, I, I, I do what I don't want to do, and I, and I don't do what I do want to do. And we feel stuck there. That can very easily become an excuse. People controlling our camp is no excuses. I can't be over here. Is that true? It's not what I just read. Because of how I was raised, I can't be over here. Because of what happened to me, I can't be over here. Because of the decisions I've made, I can't be over here. Because my appearance is so stinking perfect that I would hate to admit that I'm a puppet behind the scenes and allow pride to keep me from getting over here. Or, I don't know, Shelby, I kind of like my platform, and I don't know if I really want to choose Jesus every day because I'm pretty comfortable in my sin.